Welcome back to NatChat, the Natalic podcast. My name is Rob Thorne, and today we're focused on one of the fastest growing areas of tech, DevOps. For years now, Cisco's DevNet program has been helping aspiring and veteran developers and IT professionals break through and excel in the world of applications and integrations. On this week's episode, we sit down with one of the key players at DevNet and our own Natilic experts to discuss the origins of the program, Natilic's journey to becoming a DevNet specialist, and discuss some of the client success stories born out of the program. It's Friday, March 5th, and this is the Natilic Podcast. All right. Delighted to be joined by another full house of guests on the pod today. We have in Wisconsin, Chuck. Stickney from Cisco. Chuck, how are you doing? Doing great, Rob. Thanks for having me here. Looking forward to this. Yeah, pleasure to have you. And then we also have Natilic's own Mike Dornan. Mike, hello. Hello, Rob. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. And then rounding it off, we have Matthias Prokop. Matthias, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Rob. How are you? Yeah. Good form, thank you. Sun shining in in London today, so cannot complain. Amazing. Um, listener, we've got a great show lined up for you today. Um, we're focused on the world of software development and IT operations, which you might more commonly know today as DevOps. But before I get started, let's get a little bit of an introduction to our guests. So, Chuck, would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about you and what keeps you busy day to day? Sure. So my name is Chuck Stickney. I'm part of our Cisco DevNet partner ecosystem team. Uh, my responsibility is engaging with our Cisco partners, helping them understand the value of DevNet, helping our customers understand you know, how DevNet partners can benefit them. And you know, with uh, Natilic here being one of those, those partners that we integra- integrate with, with our DevNet specialization program, that program is really what keeps me going and keeps me, uh, keeps me occupied most of the day. So yeah. looking forward, let's keep talking. Very nice. Very nice. And Chuck, you're... You're from Milwaukee, right? Which is quite well known for its breweries, I understand. That's right. Um, any beer recommendations for the listeners? I know we like to add value to our clients' lives wherever we can. And what better way than introducing them to their new favorite beer? Yeah, so kind of a you know a, a relatively uh, well, it's kind of more mainstream now. But there's a brewery called Leinen Kugels, which uh, that that's pretty popular in the, the in this area. But um, not sure how I've never encountered it uh, on on your side of the pond, but uh, if you if you have a chance, yeah. look for a Lineys and and go ahead and pick that up. Yeah, definitely. There we go. Well, don't say we never do do anything for you, listener. Um, and Mike, there we go. That's a, an intro that you're gonna have to be. I don't know if you can add anything to be able to outdo Chuck there with a beer recommendation. But over to you. What 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 do you what do you do in the toilet? I'm just frantically writing down Lineys and uh, going to Google search it straight after this, Chuck. I'm, I'm sure it's a good recommendation. So yeah, hi everyone. I'm I'm um, well, I'm honoured to be here. There, there, there's a long waiting list. The listeners won't know. There's a long waiting list for this at Natilic, and um, <clears throat> I'm delighted to be here. Even if I am riding riding on the uh, coattails of Chuck and and Matthias, it's great to be here. So, um, what keeps me busy day to day? Well, I, I've been in the um, I've been in the company and I've been in the industry for 20 plus years, but um, really exciting time at the moment. And um, <clears throat> I'm very fortunate to be focused uh, primarily in, in um, three great areas. Uh, the, the first being our cloud and hosted offer. So the Natilic Hybrid Cloud, which um, 
we have been building for a number of years and we're now uh, onboarding a number of clients onto that. So that, that's a great area to be involved in. And, you know, a lot of the, the DevNet principles of software and automation are, are very prevalent in our own, our own cloud offer. Um, <clears throat> secondly, and, and very related to this, so the software practice. So um, we, we now have our own software practice. We'll talk about that more later, um, which is really centered on, um, on, on all things DevNet. And then finally, but not leastly, um, we have this principle at Natilic called the Living Showcase, where we try and use everything that we that we sell and um, and recommend to our clients. So um, that's one of my other areas of responsibility. The whole IT and security stack within Natilic globally um, sits with me. And and um, <clears throat> when you when your company's full of 250 experts who know better than you how to use this technology, it's uh, you know it's always a great challenge every day to uh, to delight them with how uh, you know the technology experience that we can deliver using uh, Cisco and, and our ecosystem partners. And beer recommendations? Well, I'm an Irish guy, so you know, maybe a Guinness, a good old cold Guinness. That's uh, ah. that'd do. Maybe not today when the sun's out. Maybe not today when the sun's out. But a good old cold Guinness would be my beer recommendation. If you're going to ask me, Rob, I've heard of that one. I have heard of that one. I'm not even there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think it can go wrong with that one, Mike. So that one's good. Yeah, that's true. Very, Thank you, very true. Very true. Um, finally, and, and we are in March now as well, right? So you know, it, it is Guinness season. Exactly. Yes. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, normally, I think normally at this this time of year, obviously as a rugby fan, it's Six, Na- Six Nations, mm. and obviously that is the Indeed. beer of the sponsored beer anyway of the Six Nations. But um, we're not getting a cut from Guinness, so I suppose <laughs> we should move on. Um, and then finally, Matthias has been patiently waiting for us to give his uh, give him his moment in the sunlight, uh, in the spotlight, even. Um, so, Matthias, would you like to? Uh, I mean, Prague again very well known for its beer in the Czech Republic. Um, <laughs> but also, I'm sure that there's some interesting things that you get up to day to day. So would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, I think the you know, I have a point of the day for you. Uh, Czech Republic has the highest consumption of the beer per capita in the world. So, uh, you know, that's, 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 my, uh, that's my addition to this like beer discussion. Uh, Believe but, it or not, this, this wasn't this wasn't rehearsed. Listening, well, so that's, that's, that's good going. Clearly done the same yeah, way. It's, it's one of those things where we were first. Uh, I'm not sure if I should be proud, but uh, we go. Um, yeah. So my name is Matthias Prokop. Uh, I am in uh, Mike's team. Um, my focus used to be uh, a lot of data center and the enterprise, but for the last couple of years, uh, I changed my focus uh, and starting to be. Uh, more into everything around the DevOps uh, and the network automation. So all that cool stuff you're seeing quite recently popping up. Uh, I'm usually around uh, playing with the new toys and trying to understand, you know, uh, new toys and help our clients where we can use these new toys uh, in the projects or solving some of their challenges and, and the problems. Nice. So uh, that's uh, and, and working obviously with uh, Mike and uh, with Chuck. Uh, on the DevNet Partner uh, certification. That was what was keeping us busy for the last few months, which we successfully passed last month, I think. Uh, so it was a great journey. We did. Uh, and still many, many of new challenges ahead. Great. Yeah, normally you'd be representing Natalik as our sort of DevNet representative. I mean, we'll, 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 we'll come on to your journey as a, as a certified DevNet professional, Matthias, a little bit later. Um, but before we before we dig into it, um, and the real core of DevNet. I just wanted to sort of start at the ground level. So, Chuck, would you mind giving us a quick high-level summary of what DevNet is, just for the uninitiated, for anyone that might not be aware? 
Yeah, absolutely. So DevNet, to, it, it's it's a conjunction of two words. So the idea of developers and networking, uh, DevOps, that that whole concept. You know, you started you know roll back the calendar seven eight years ago with this concept of software defined networking, and, and how that was transforming the concepts of what networking is. We at Cisco, we developed DevNet to to really address that scenario and help to take our existing infrastructure engineers and help them understand that things like Python, things like APIs, how they benefit them, how they can help, but also to try to target you know, more of the traditional developer type of community and pull them into the infrastructure development, into the infrastructure operations realm so we can build that bridge between you know, the capabilities of, of core networking, such as what Matthias was doing in both data center and enterprise networking, and also taking that software focus and marrying those two capabilities together so that we have a better, a, a more reliable, a quicker type of uh, implementations. But then that also allows us to integrate with other applications, so whether it would be traditional business apps or it would be other enterprise applications or infrastructure applications. Having that developer mindset, having that developer lifecycle allows us to tie those together, helping helping you as a customer be able to realize the benefits of the of the entire IT stack uh, more readily. And Thanks a lot, Chuck. So, Mike, you've been particularly close to the development of Natilic as a DevNet specialist partner, um, as an executive sponsor alongside Matthias. So what are your feelings from a partner perspective on, on DevNet and the effect that it's had certainly on Natilic and um, some of the innovative things that we've been working on? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, well, uh, well, I think it's a long journey is where I would start with that. That You know, for, for Natilic, this is... Um, you know that there, there are there are individuals and people in Natilic that have been writing code for for many many years, and and there, there's some great stats that um, in a three year period we went from eighty thousand lines of code to three hundred lines of code. So that took three years to get to that growth. In the following year, we then went to seven fifty thousand lines of code, and we're now at two million plus lines of code. So so within Natilic, and I and I, and I think this is probably a representation of the market that. <clears throat> the opportunity for programmability and automation and software development is just growing exponentially. And um, I think DevNet just gives us this fantastic frame and framework within Cisco to really expose um, the opportunities and the benefits within within the technology. Um, I think, um, you know, from my perspective as a company, we, we um, you know, we sort of think about things across five founding principles. Three of those are, uh, people, clients, and proposition. The other two are fiscal and operational excellence. But DevNet really hits hits hard, I think, in in benefiting our clients, and it hits really hard in benefiting people, and then a sort of company proposition as well. From from a client perspective, uh, and and Matthias might talk about this a little bit more, some real life examples. But <clears throat> you know, ultimately, from a client perspective, what we what we're seeing, and I think what we're now able to do. Um, is improve the time to value. So, you know, we can really, really accelerate and speed up a deployment and at the same time remove risk through things like automation. And, um, you know, that that's sort of super important. And then when we wrap software development around that, we can enhance the core solution and uh, just make it much more relevant for the client. And I think, you know, these are things that, that, that really matter. You know, we can get you a solution um, working for your business more quickly and we can make it more valuable. I mean, that that's... You know, in terms of in terms of um, impact, that that's great from a client perspective. From a people perspective, you know, in Natilic and I think across the wider community, um, DevNet's just created. I think with the work Chuck and 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 Susie have done in the in the whole DevNet community, they've created this whole 
sort of vibe and community that people really want to engage in and really want to involve in. I think that's true of the people in our business, but also for our clients and the and the wider community. And um, <clears throat> and I think it was about a year ago now, Chuck, that the, the DevNet certs launched. So um, and who doesn't like a test? Who doesn't want to sort of prove themselves in the market and have the badge? And uh, I think it's certainly true of all the talented people in our business that that um, having a cert to work, work towards is, is a great thing. So there's some real benefit there from a people perspective. And I think over overall from from our company, you know, it um, <clears throat> it's really helped us frame our software development initiatives, our software development practice, our automation efforts. Um, uh, around DevNet and to accelerate those things um, to deliver more value to our clients. And it's also created another opportunity to invest in our people. So to, to provide new skill sets to our people around DevNet, around around programmability and around automation. And um, <clears throat> there's just this whole new language that is emerging that we're all learning day to day. I mean, I've been in the industry, as I said at the start, for 20 plus years. And there's just this whole new language that's emerging that's that, that's just sort of super exciting around software, DevOps and automation. And um, you know, I, I um, <clears throat> we never had any doubt when the DevNet uh, specialization was launched that that was a target that we wanted to get to and we wanted to get to it as as quickly as was possible. What I would say to anybody out there who's listening is, um, and Matthias can attest to this because he's he's the person who did the work, not me, um, uh, that it's quite hard. You know, these, these are, you know, as, as with Cisco uh, and all due respect to them, that they make, you know, you have to you have to know your trade to get through these things. And um <clears throat> Um, I think we were fortunate because we we came into this at a, you know a, a sort of running start. Um, but it's been a year in the making. We've now got that DevNet specialization. You know, incredibly proud and and um, delighted that uh, that how hard the team worked to get there, and that we became you know we're, we're the first partner in the UK to get that to get that specialization. I think only the third in EMEA. So <clears throat> yeah, that's all credit to the team and how hard they work. But also, I think the core capability and the desire in the team to um, you know, to really maximize the benefits. For us, it's all about the clients at the end of the day. And um, that time to value and enhancing enhancing the relevance of the solution is is really what it's about for us. Yeah, definitely. And I think we'll we'll talk about that in, in some more detail. We'll come on to that definitely. Um, and I, I think there's an interesting point you make as well, just around the community um, of DevNet. I think the, the vibe and the buzz that you mentioned is very true. I remember the first time that we hosted a DevNet Express event in our offices at Devonshire Square, Oh, what a novel thing that was! Um, and um, just I remember walking through the the meeting space where it was being hosted, and genuinely, it was kind of an atmosphere that I could only say is akin to like a festival almost. In that people were just really excited. You know, it was it was kind of knowledge <laughs> sharing. It was people getting up. You know, people were getting up to speak. It was just, um, yeah, it was not what I expected, but um, yeah, very 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 pleasant. Um, and on that subject, actually, um, Matthias, I've I've seen at Natilic, the journey that you've been on from sort of kickstarting the first DevNet Express meetup that I mentioned there um, in our office at Devonshire Square. Um, and, and to that point, I also have to give a shout out to my partner in crime, Haley Knott, who obviously worked quite quite hard on that with you. Um, there's been champion championing DevNet from the start with um, alongside yourself. Um, but you're now qualified as a, a certified DevNet professional, I understand. So, so how would you look back on the journey now, um, and what are some of the key things that you'd take away of maybe someone that might be and sort of advice that you might give to someone that's starting on that journey? What, what's um, what's that been like for you? It has been a great journey. Uh, it has been an exciting journey, uh, and uh, it's been a 
you know, busy journey, I would say. Uh, I think we we even started actually before the DevNet Express, when you were just mentioning the DevNet Express. Uh, yeah. We actually organized it first uh, meetup, and that was almost four years ago, I think. Uh, that was like just a few months after I joined Natalik. Oh, wow. Uh, three years ago, I think it was almost three years ago, where we've organized first uh, DevNet Express in our Natalik uh, offices in London. Uh, and uh, unexpectedly, you know, it was uh, it was really, really successful. Uh, I mean, really successful. We had a 20 people, I think, attending. I can't, I, I don't know the, the uh, current numbers. Uh, and uh, it has been two days, uh, as you said, like festival, uh, basically, you know, geeking out, uh, learn how to automate, how to program. What I really love about that event was that uh, that sort of the engagement, not just between us and the clients, which some of them we knew already, some of them, you know, were new uh, to us and we were new to them. Uh, but what I especially liked was that engagement between the clients. So, uh, you know, we had, a, we had a different clients from different cities, from different sort of the uh, markets. And uh, they were all talking about, you know, network automation, ACI. Uh, they were talking about us as a Natalik, you know, what was their experience and the, what did they like and what did they didn't, which was, uh, which was real fun as well. Uh, we had some... Only good things, I'm sure. Uh, obviously, only good things, no, no bad things. Uh, and, uh, you know, then obviously appears in the evening uh, and we were able to, you know, bond much more with our clients, get the feedback from our clients, understand what they are doing, what they are missing, what they would like to see from us, where we can help them with the network automation uh, journey, but uh, also help to uh, get some deals uh, from, from that from that Evnet Express uh, event, which was, you know, something which we didn't expect. And it was a nice, nice bonus to have. So um, since then, we've organized two more events. Uh, we wanted to do more. Unfortunately, COVID happened and uh, we had to stop. But uh, we had the the first one was was focused on the data centers. Uh, the second one was the uh, enterprise, so DNA Center and the SDA. And the third one was around the security, which were also successful as well. Uh, and uh, what was what was amazing, I think, about the other two was that we sudden, we welcomed like completely different clients and different people, which was brilliant as well. So we knew that there are like you know large amount of people who are interested in network automation and the and the programmability. So um, yeah, I think you know DevNet Express was uh, was amazing, uh, and we hope after this whole COVID uh, will go away we will be able to organize uh, more events like this uh, in our offices or somewhere in the UK. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, looking forward to that, um, for sure. And that, that's also a good point. I mean, you mentioned, Matthias, that there were some opportunities that came out of um, that first DevNet. I mean, it would be remiss of me not to ask about how we've been putting this all into practice. Um, obviously, most important part of all of this is the outcomes that we deliver to our clients. So I know that we've got a few interesting stories um, with some pretty cool um, outcomes and things that we've helped our clients with. So if I was to put you on on the spot, um, just to mention one, or if you've got time, uh, sort of a couple of your your favorite examples um, where we've worked with with clients from a, an automation or you know any any kind of DevOps perspective. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we have a, we have a multiple clients who uh, ask us even either they've asked us for help around the network automation. Uh, I, I think you know, in, in general, just 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 to like sort of be rewind. 
I think the biggest challenge for our clients right now is the are the skills. So uh, they very often asking us about upskilling uh, and make sure that they uh, they make make sure you know that they have the skills they need uh, and they understand what skills they will require uh, from their teams and from the people in their teams. So that's like one of the first steps where we're helping our clients. Then the next level is usually uh, where we're delivering uh, the network automation for these clients. So it's either the network automation for the day one, which is usually where we are delivering the solution so they can stand up, you know, for instance, ACI Fabric or their SDA uh, fully automated. Uh, that's the day one stuff. But what we are like seeing more and more is that day two uh, network automation. And that's where we are, I think, doing the uh, most of the progress for last for last year. Um, so we have a solution where we are helping our clients to uh, manage their infrastructure as a code, which you know, which is basically collection of uh, multiple tools. And when you look at the DevOps and network automation, it's it's mainly about the tools and the toolkit you're using. So we're helping on this journey to our clients with the infrastructure as a code. But we also have some great solution, for instance, around the automated documentation. That's, you know, very important for the day two as well. We want to help our clients to save their time. Like who likes updating the documentation? It's just, you know, you, you're spending so much time on like updating it and the next day it's out of, out of date again. So, uh, you know, having the automated documentation, in my opinion, is that second piece for the day two network automation which we're trying to address, uh, and uh, you know, there is a there is a pretty there is a pretty good uptake, I think, from our clients, and they're quite interested. Yeah, and, and um, sorry, Rob, I was just, just going to add in. I was just going to add in there, Matthias, because um, <clears throat> you know some of the stories that um, you know I'm fortunate enough to hear from the, the teams and, and and from our clients. I I think a lot of it goes back to certainly automation arena is um, the sort of speed and reduced risk and and um, <clears throat> And I could talk about one, you know, a large manufacturing client here in the UK. They're um, you're the first manufacturing plant. I, th- I think, Matthias, we, um, you know, it took a number of weeks to roll out the infrastructure for that manufacturing site. The second site, which um, was a similar, similar scale, similar size, was done in a matter of days. Okay. And that's the, you know, that's the difference. It's this, this ability to sort of replicate and, and, and speed up. And I can talk on, um, you know, from our own, um, hybrid cloud platform um, where we're hosting for our clients. Um, we 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 recently deployed um, you know a, a major some major infrastructure into our data center environment that um, that typically would have taken weeks. And um, there's a stat one of the engineers gave me that um, <clears throat> using automation he created sixteen thousand lines of code uh, in seven and a half minutes. Um, which um, is sort of mind-boggling, and uh, he he was trying to recite how many books that would be as well. I think it was something like eight books or something worth of of code in seven and a half minutes. So this this sort of speed and reduced risk is um, uh, you know it's real, and and um, you know as Matthias said, the 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 access to the skill set and the knowledge is is pretty key at this time. I think again, DevNet gives us a really good framework for that. Um, <clears throat> But leveraging that, that, there's real value. You know, there's real value, um, you know, to, in, to businesses, I think, and to clients in, um, in in leveraging this stuff. Yeah, I mean, some people may be classed as early adopters, but I think when you hear stories like that, I think it's um, definitely something that people are going to get involved in um, more and more as we as we move forward. And again, it, it does help sort of facilitate that 
or facilitate, I say, overcome that, that skills gap maybe as well. Um, yeah, I was going to kind of jump in on there as well. So Mike, when you talk about the idea of, you know, I, I wrote some code and it generated 16,000 lines of, of config or code that goes out there that goes into my infrastructure. The benefit of applying these DevNet skills and applying the DevOps principles is it's not just 16,000 lines of code. It's 16,000 16, lines of automated tested code. It's automatically documenting, as Matthias was saying. So we, we can speed up the time of deployment. You as a customer can realize the benefits of that. And you're getting things that have been tested. You're getting things that have met a known criteria for acceptance and for implementation. And it's documented at the end of the day. That was that was fantasy land. We dreamed about that when I was a network engineer. And you know, I'll raise my hand. I was one that never did any documentation of code or any documentation of network infrastructure. Having that automated, that makes everybody's job much more easier. And then we can focus instead of going back and trying to troubleshoot things and trying to figure out how am I going to write those 16,000 lines of code manually? No, I'm going to go off and I'm going to solve real business problems and do things that are actually more beneficial to my end customers. And that's the magic of this entire DevNet world. Magic is the right word for it. That's... um... Certainly, for my simple brain, at least, anyway. But that does help make it uh, help it help make it uh, make a little more sense to me, anyway. Um, so, before I before I let you go, gents, um, I think it'd be really important to to make sure that we we point people in the right direction. So, if I'm someone that wants to get interest, uh, sorry, if I'm someone that's interested and wants to get involved in DevNet, where where should I go, or what what's where where would be a good place to go? I know um, there's a big event coming up, Chuck, from a Cisco side. Um, but if I wanted to do something today, um, where would you where would you send someone? Yeah, so the first place I would point you to is our developer portal. So that's developer.cisco.com. And that that's everything DevNet. So that's all of our content. That's everything that's there. Understanding that if you're new to this, it can be a little daunting. So we've actually created a landing page called Start Now. So developer.cisco.com slash start now. And from there, you can pick your journey. Am I starting from a network infrastructure perspective? And I want to learn what APIs are. I want to start getting involved with Python. We have a journey map for you there. Maybe you're coming from the software side and you're, you know, I, I know about Python. I know about coding. I know about APIs. But what's this networking thing? We have journeys for you there as well. Networking 101. What is what is a router? What is a switch? What's a, what's a IP address? Those types of concepts we can build you up and get you, and get you to a point where you can uh, start to work with this. Uh, tons of learning labs, uh, sandboxes, which are self-contained, freely available in infrastructure labs you can just go into and you're working on real equipment, you're writing APIs against them, and, and you're starting to establish that, building up your skills so that you can become like Matthias and be a DevNet certified professional. And, and then you have those skills, you're demonstrating those skills. Coming up for big events, we have uh, Cisco Live coming up. So yeah. uh, this year we're doing something a little bit different in the COVID world. So it's one global event that's taking place at the end of March, the beginning of April. Uh, you can go ahead and register for that and get access to all the sessions and all the content there as well. So two tremendous places for for the audience to to start and and, and to to start playing around. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's a shame that there's no Cisco Live this year. I know the the Barcelona event last year went down really well. Although there may be some livers that appreciate um maybe skipping out on the the festivities and um some of the celebrations post post i have no idea what you're talking about 
No, I bet you don't because you don't remember it. I think after what Matthias said, we should be uh, we should be hosting it in Prague, Matthias, by the sounds of it. From what you're saying about yes, yes, please, yes, please. (laughs) That might be a good shout. That might be a good shout. So, um, gents, I think that's um, that's a wonderful um, high level explanation. Um, We didn't want to get into too much detail, and I'm sure Chuck, Mike, and Matthias will have you back in the future. Um, to talk more around DevNet um, as it comes, maybe even about some of the uh, developments that come out of DevNet um, and um, Cisco Live. But um, yeah, all, all that that leaves us with, gents, is just to say thank you for your time. So um, yeah, uh, re- really appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to NatChat, the Natalic podcast. Please subscribe to the Natalic podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review while you're there. It really helps us improve and grow the show. Please note that opinions expressed on the Natalic podcast are those of the hosts or our guests, not the organisations that they represent. You can find more information on Natalic on our website, that's natalic.com. You can also find us on social media. On Twitter, we're at Natalic Group, as well as Facebook and LinkedIn. Our theme music was provided by Dan Shaw, who you can find at Danza, that's D-A-N-Z-R, on music streaming services. This is Rob Thor, and thanks again for listening.